0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower.
1: Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. I see you're here to spill the tea. I've come with the tea. (laughs) I even brought biscuits because, well, we're going to need them.
0: This requires the tea and the biscuits and (laughs) some whiskey for the tea as well.
1: Probably. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, you guys.
0: (laughs) So we went to court. (laughs) We
1: sure did. And wow, what a court it was. It was was it was so intense I had to come home and lay down. I was just like mm. drained and I'm still sort of processing mm-hmm. what this is gonna mean. By the time court was over
0: literally people just looked dazed, shell shocked. Yeah. Uh well we'll, in we'll the get the into crazy. all of it because there was yeah. a lot, but yeah. So obviously this was De Belvalo Court uh in St. Anthony, Idaho. Yeah it started about 9 a.m this morning and we sat in the same place we normally do a couple of rows from the front and things were pretty normal lori was in that same pink blouse she's been wearing to court uh black pants the same kind of they're like ugg style probably like walmart brand knockoff uh snow boots kind of with Mm -hmm. like ankle boots with uh her ankles shackled Mm
2: -hmm.
0: her hair was in the same like kind of attempt to like jail style beach waves. Mm-hmm. What you can't see when you see pictures of her is that her hair is in terrible shape from, it behind, looks, it's, from behind. It looks dirty amazing. and rough. I was actually, her hair looks to me like hair that's been using like dollar store shampoo and conditioner for a long time. It almost looks like, matted. Yeah. yeah almost back. matted. It's really, uh, like, you know, what's the right word? Like it has a, a real uh, buildup on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Her hair. Yeah.
0: So people see pictures and they see that she's got some curls and they're like, that's bullshit. She's getting her hair done. That's not, Oh God.
1: No. <laughs> if you saw from behind, you'd know.
0: No, well, and, and a close up of her face too. She, mm-hmm. I was on the outside today. So every time she'd come in and out, I would look right at her and her eyes are sunken in yeah. and her skin is really wrinkled and not in good condition. Like closing, like looking at her close up and looking at that hair and stuff close up. Oh boy,
1: yeah, she's she's not looking well.
0: Jail is wearing on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does not look well. No, uh, Chad was via Skype and so was Pryor. Mm-hmm. So Chad wasn't in the courtroom, of course, because his attorney wasn't in the courtroom. Uh, so they were both on Skype, but everyone else was present. Uh, all three he was in his usual white shirt and
1: tie, you know, like mm-hmm. a good old Mormon boy. Yep. Putting on the
0: same old show, chatty boy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Archibald was there with Lori and mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Thomas had surgery, so he was not there. Yes. But it sounds like he's doing well and going to be fine. So.
1: And he was listening in over Skype.
0: There was some interesting conversations about Skype. Uh, Archibald pointed out that there were nine people on the Skype and only three people showing up on the screen. And he wanted to know who those nine people were and if they were supposed to be here.
1: Mm hmm.
0: So the judge went through each of them. Uh, one of them, some of them were just people in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one interesting name. Tell us about that.
1: Rocky Wixom. Mm-hmm. And the judge said that that was at the request of the state of the prosecutors. hmm. Now, Rocky Wixom is a public defender here in Bonneville County, where I live. So we have speculated like crazy about what he was doing on that call. We don't really know. Mm -hmm. but that was odd. First time I've ever heard his name affiliated Mm -hmm. here or how he was connected to this case. I do not know, or if he even is, but I mean, he would have to be in some way to have permission to be able to listen in on the hearing.
0: You would certainly think so. Uh, Archibald didn't have an objection
1: to that or anything. So yeah, he didn't react to it at all. So he must have been aware Mm -hmm. of something, but that was odd. We thought it was odd. Yeah. Because he's a public defender here in Bonneville County. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they can't borrow public defenders in different counties. They can And that does Mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. Um, Because, well, obviously, Archibald and John Thomas are both from Bonneville County, too. Yeah. Yeah. But why Rocky would be there at the request of the state. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're going to look into that a little more because that was interesting. That was really strange.
0: Yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, we were there and... (laughs) The, uh, there was a representative for uh, Idaho, New- or Idaho, uh, oh good lord, Nate Eaton, East Idaho. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for East Idaho News. Nate was not there, apparently he's out of town, but he had an associate there. Uh, the Post Register was there, the Standard Journal was there, uh, Local News 8 was there. Some other ladies that sit behind us or near us every time. I'm not really sure who they are. They're very nice. Uh, one of them is mm-hmm. a private investigator, mm-hmm. not on this case. I think she just has interest in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, some of the police officers that are always there, uh, some of the yeah. detectives that, that busted this case open were there. It's basically
1: become this same group of people every time. We've gotten mm-hmm. a little more cordial with each other talk to each
0: other uh-huh. a little more
1: <laughs> like, we're all here at the same time every time now. We're the court friends. Yeah. So. Now. Anyway, I don't know what court's going to be like.
0: Yeah, very interesting. So uh, we started out, uh, well, one thing we noticed, you know, we said that on Monday court was kind of laid back. There was a lot of chatting, a lot of friendliness, a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. just easier energy. Not today. We were back to a very tense. Very quiet. Very quiet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was a totally different energy in the room today.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Now we know why. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So we get started. Uh, the judge calls to order, said that this was to hear additional arguments relating to the application to sever, uh, the application to take the death penalty off the table or or the uh, request to take the death penalty off the table, the request to limit the prosecution's use of the DNA evidence, uh, the uh assertion by Pryor that there was a Brady violation, uh, Pryor's uh, request to sanction the state, or oh, the motion to compel, and the motion to compel. So those are the things that were discussed today. Uh, he did get uh, the judge allowed Prior to speak first, and the first thing he did was say that the motion to compel is put to bed. Basically, he was, you know, had claimed yet again that he didn't have all of that evidence that the state has been like, we've given you this evidence like a thousand freaking times, but here we go again. So they have uh, 12 terabytes of evidence downloaded on a uh, hard drive for him. But this he wanted the to make sure very clear. Third time they provided this. Yep. They wanted to be very clear that uh, he wanted to be very clear that while they have downloaded it for him, he's been unable to get that yet being that he lives in Boise. And again, everyone's like, you know, you chose to take this case. Nobody made you do it. You no. took a case that's five hours away from home, five hours away from your office, and you have to keep driving the hell up here. Nobody's problem but yours. Mm-mm. You you
1: chose this. You picked it, so. I mean, maybe you should start flying. It's probably faster. It, well, I know it's faster, and it might even be cheaper. Maybe. <laughs> At this point, I don't know. Maybe. There, there are so. plenty of flights that go back and forth between here and Boise.
0: Yeah, so basically he told the judge that the uh, motion to compel was satisfied, so that was that. Um, There was some argument about some new information that had come in. We've already talked about this quite a bit, but it was just, it was like, some things that had come in that uh, the prosecution's office isn't using, that they didn't see as exculpatory, like leads that they got that didn't go anywhere and stuff like that, but uh, that, you know, Um, he wanted, which
1: is fine, but. Something from the FBI? It was
0: a- This is the biggie. Yep, they're all mad about this. The, yeah. And the prosecution just got it, too. And, and believe me, I am very annoyed with the prosecution, so don't think that I'm their friend right now. I'm really not. Yeah. Except for that they just got this from the prosecution, too, or from, yeah, the, from FBI. the FBI. It is a 10-page document detailing 100 interviews that they did clear back in 2020.
1: Yeah. That if a hundred interviews fit in 10 pages i don't think there was very much information yeah in those interviews you know like this was like stuff that went nowhere basically mm-hmm. but
0: you know however they need to receive these things and and i agree with that and i'm so sick and tired of hearing about how the prosecution isn't turning this over and hasn't turned that over and prosecution going oh well we thought we did or but it's just so much evidence we're just we're doing the best we can no dude knock it off do better do yeah. better it's, it's it's very frustrating i i hate to go all mark means on it but i am this is frustrating
1: it is and you know it. it's all mixed in some of it is bullshit and some mm-hmm. of it is very legitimate big concerns yes.
0: absolutely absolutely so, anyway, that satisfied the motion to compel. So, then we talk about uh, the one other thing with prior that he starts mentioning is I need to get a hold of this so that my team can examine it, my team can go to work on it. Up until like two hearings ago, he had never referred to a team before. No. It's always been me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. And I am just one person trying to do all of this. And I had to do that. And I couldn't, you know, receive this to after five o'clock. And now all of a sudden it's my team. So did he get some interns? Did he hire somebody? Like, it seems like maybe Pryor is finally not doing this all by himself.
1: I mean, you're a little late in the game, buddy. But yeah, mm-hmm. it does seem like that.
0: Real, real late. So then we start talking about the DNA. And you guys, this gets really freaking interesting. Surely does. So Pryor says that he can't be ready by trial date, which of course is April 3rd. We're talking about one month uh, because he's so recently received DNA reports. He says he wants an opportunity to test the evidence, including genealogical testing. This really pricked up our ears.
1: We were both like, what? We've not heard anything about genealogical testing. We were like,
0: DNA for the win? What? What? I know all about this. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. There is a piece of evidence that they've had since 2020. But again, they didn't do the DNA testing because of Lori and the hospital and the delays and the blah, blah, blah. But the DNA, this piece of DNA is the thing that the state lab said that there is DNA here, but we can't get anything off of it. So they sent it over to this other lab and this other lab said, yeah, uh, neither can we. They did get DNA off some things, but this one Mm -hmm. thing uh, that has everyone like, this is huge. The judge said it. This is a huge piece of evidence. Mm -hmm. The prosecution has all said it. Everyone is saying this is a huge piece of evidence, but no one can see. They can't get any DNA off of it. So now they're saying they maybe can get DNA off of it, but they would have to do genealogical tracing DNA because the other stuff won't
1: work. They do have it. They have DNA. It's unidentified. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unidentified, which is
0: kind of alluding and everyone kind of alluded, but didn't quite 100% say that this could be someone completely different than who we're looking at.
1: Or there could be a fourth player. In this
0: remember how we were joking about this on monday and again no. last night that maybe it's someone else completely what if it's someone else totally uh yeah that's what they're saying
1: it could be someone else completely. it could be i don't know though because i i was really annoyed with prosecutor blake about this because she's like yeah but if they do the dna the genealogical stuff he'll just tell them who they're related to i'm like dude this is how they caught the golden state killer are you kidding me Yes, that says who they're related to, which narrows down who it is. And, you know, there's all this stuff that happens. And then they compare that person. Like, this could mean a lot. It could mean it's one of them. And it's just Mm -hmm. degraded to the point that they need this next step. Mm -hmm. It could mean nothing. Or it it could be there's a fourth player.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And wouldn't that be a shit
0: show for the prosecution? Oh, God. Now, the prosecution really downplayed it. She said... Look, they're saying, we tested this, even though they said that the chance of being able to actually get any DNA off of it was really, really slim. But we did it anyway. They're saying they can't. Now they're saying that uh, they could, you know, do the genealogical, but it's also very unlikely that they'll be able to get any any answer from it. And the judge was like, that's not exactly how I took that report. And don't we really need to know? And they're like, well, we're satisfied. We're satisfied this is it's untestable there's no we're satisfied and prior's like this is exculpatory evidence and the judge is like well it 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 is or it isn't we don't know that it's exculpatory evidence
1: it could be inculpatory evidence too it could be identifying one of these defendants
0: yeah but like the judge said we can't all just assume because we don't know so that was the big argument that got everybody's wheels turning a lot then they let uh, Lori's attorney have a say in it and basically he's like eh, we don't care about the dna he said we yeah we don't have time to worry about the dna he said he's very frustrated over the uh those fbi reports and that he will be fil- filing a report or, a, or an objection to try to block the prosecution from using that in Lori's
1: trial because they received it so late.
0: Motion and um, limiting.
1: Well, and they did actually receive it after the date it was due. And right. the, the prosecutor really tore the, the uh, or not the prosecutor, the judge, kind of tore the prosecutor a new one over it. Mm-hmm. And they may get that thrown out. I wouldn't be at all surprised mm-hmm. if they
0: do. Mm-hmm. So this was the, this stuff was all supposed to be turned in before February 27th. Well, the prosecution took that to mean that they had until February 27th. And they did turn this stuff in on February 27th by the end of day. But everyone else is saying, no, it was supposed to be in before February 27th. And the judge said, it says right on the order before february 27th yeah. and the prosecution's like okay we thought we had until february 27th like the problem with the prosecution today is it was all lindsey blake and i have in the past felt like lindsey blake was doing a wonderful job today they should have put prosecutor wood up to speak because mm-hmm. she was flippant she was bratty and attitudey and offensive. defensive, rude, defensive yeah, she, it was not her best look, not even it close. Really wasn't, and she really uh, irritated the judge. The judge went after her pretty good, and More so once, mm-hmm. and so did Archibald. Ooh. I've never seen Archibald be vile like that before, but ooh, he mm-hmm. was on it today.
1: He yeah. was vile to her twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at one point she was just kind of speaking for his his clients and their defense team. Mm -hmm. And he let the judge know right away that he would not be accepting absolutely any of that as something that they agreed with. Yeah. Which it was very like, Archibald is kind of soft-spoken and he's Mm -hmm. very even and you just never really see him get irritated. He was Mm -hmm. pissed today. Yeah, he was
0: over it well and laurie she was very animated today too she was super charged up so let's keep going archibald said over and over how disappointed in the uh prosecution he is yeah. <laughs> very disappointed that they waited this long very disappointed that this and that uh, yeah he had a lot to say about that mm-hmm. so then, of course, yes, Blake argued about, you know, that they have turned over everything they had or thought they did. And just the same arguments we've been hearing now for two and a half years, mm-hmm. you know, about the evidence. And the judge basically said, this is a capital case. And then he said it, you guys. My God, he did it. He said, the evidence is voluminous.
1: He said it <laughs> twice. When when Blake was talking, she kept saying massive. And I, I knew it. The first time she said it, I'm like, she's trying not to say voluminous. I can mm-hmm. tell. Uh the, the amount of evidence in this case is massive, Your Honor. She said massive like three times. Mm-hmm. And then Boyce jumped right in with voluminous two times. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh God, the virus has begun to spread yet again. Right. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty great because yeah, like there are a lot of people in the courtroom that kind of snicker whenever that word comes up. We all know oh, yeah. mm-hmm. everybody's seen it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he did it twice. It was pretty great.
0: Yeah. So here we are again in the voluminous club. Uh, so that was kind of that smackdown, you know, and and nobody was surprised to hear it. I mean, everyone's sick and tired of hearing these excuses. Right. Like, honest to God, get it together. It's either that or they're just, they just keep flexing on the defense and it's getting really freaking old. If
2: it's you've got as solid of a case as you say
0: you do, why you got to be playing games like this? Right, right. And she said, Judge, we are not playing games. We are not doing this and that. But it's
1: pretty hard to not uh, think that that's the case when this just keeps happening. It does. And it and it's silly. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's John Pryor kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. only on the other end. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know. I just think this is so much more evidence than, than any of these attorneys are used to working with. Mm-hmm it's so much information from so many different places Mm -hmm. they need they need help they need some kind of a coordinator right that manages that Mm -hmm. in a better way for sure
0: so then she went through the whole timeline of the dna why it has taken the time it's taken who's done the testing honestly the dna piece makes sense it's stupid and it sucks, but it does make sense why it's uh, taken the time that it has. It's uh, not their fault. It, it isn't. And and the judge agreed with that. Even prior agreed with that. It's really not their fault. It's just the way the timing worked. Uh, they did say that, unfortunately, you know, part of this has been because Lori did go in the mental hospital and there was a stay. And, oh, buddy, she did not like that. Mm. She snatched up her notebook and wrote down a note and held it up for her attorney to see. And She did, yeah. She not having it. But what we saw today is just how much Lori is holding her attorneys hostage.
1: Oh man, you guys, we've been wondering for a while how is she manipulating this situation? And well, we know now. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Her attorney made it very clear that they really, really, really would like her to waive her right to a speedy trial. trial. Because they would love to get into the DNA evidence and lots of other stuff that they just simply don't have the time to do because this is coming so soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they can't because she will not waive that. And boy, she's sitting up there staring at the judge, mm, no, mm, you know, yeah, shaking her head shaking her head and super animated. And he said, we discuss this with her every single time we meet, and we will continue to do so. Uh, but at this point, it's her constitutional right to say no, and she is definitely
1: saying no. And There's she this whole kept undercurrent saying no. of like signaling the mm-hmm. way that he said all of it. He yeah. was letting them all know that mm-hmm. she is refusing to waive this, mm-hmm. even though it's pretty clear that they would appreciate it if she did.
0: Yeah. Well, and. Your Honor, if I had more time, I would definitely be arguing about the DNA as well. Yes. But I don't have the time to really worry about that. So here we are. We also know that Lori has insisted that they are not going to use her, use mental health as any kind of an argument. Right. Uh, So they are preserving her constitutional rights which should be commended for sure however essentially i think what i'm hearing and i'm and i'm definitely projecting my own thought into this but i think what i'm hearing is we're going to prevent present the best defense we can with the tools that we've got and that's in all this we timeline do. she's not pleading she doesn't want to she's oh. not she's not giving in on much Uh, you remember that weird filing that they made a couple of weeks ago about her alibi that made no sense, right? The alibi was that we are filing to let the prosecution know that we have an alibi. We're filing it here. Lori was in her apartment when Alex was killing the children in his apartment. Right. And we said, well, that makes no effing sense at all because the kids were killed 10 days apart right so what kid when no
2: what are we talking
0: about but uh i'm guessing that was straight from the horse's mouth Mm -hmm. so pretty
1: uh pretty interesting there and ultimately as her defense attorneys they have to do what she wants to do yeah this is why being competent is important Mm -hmm. because ultimately your defense attorney can't do anything you don't want If you don't want to plead or you don't want to waive speedy trial, then they can't, even if they think it's the best thing. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to talk you into it because they think that's what's the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. If you say no, they can't do it.
0: Right, right. Paula said does Lori not believe she has a mental illness? I'm confused didn't she ask for the evaluations or was it solely her attorneys See I'm quite sure it was Mark means mm-hmm. Mark yes. really pushed for her to have evaluations back when he was her attorney uh based on her behavior yeah and that's what got us
1: there yeah yeah she doesn't see herself as mentally ill but you have to understand mm-hmm. that the kind of mental illness that she has that's a hallmark of any kind of mm-hmm psychotic disorder is that you don't know you're sick because no, everyone else is crazy not you well no not or wrong yes, not really but in in psychosis everything that's happening around you whether it's a delusion or it's a, a hallucination um it, it appears to be completely real to you yeah just as real as we are having this conversation right now mm-hmm. so they said there's nothing wrong with me these things are real and here I see them all around me hmm they don't you can't tell the difference between um yeah. a delusion or a hallucination and reality
0: and people who tell you otherwise they're the problem not you right right yeah you're not you you are normal
1: yeah right and so she does not and and that's a huge part of her personality disorder mm-hmm. as well is that right. everyone else is the problem and that i'm yeah. you know perfect in every way kind of yeah. attitude
0: oh, that's what's gotten us to this point. She had to knock people clear off the planet to get out of her way so that Mm -hmm. she could feed her delusions. Yeah. All right. So moving on from there, I got to say, so at this point, this is while Blake and the uh, judge are kind of going back and forth Mm -hmm. and they're talking about how the DNA is from an unknown person. And um, it's also possible that the DNA is actually just from whoever processed it. Mm Mm-hmm. There there is that uh, possibility as well.
1: Blake really pushed that, Mm -hmm. like really pushed that, that this could just be contamination. Yeah. She didn't quite use that word, Mm -hmm. but that's what she was trying to say. The problem is, unless it's tested, we'll never know. Right. She pushed so hard to not test this evidence. Mm -hmm. It was concerning. It was. It was. Why would you not want to just know for sure? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So prior, uh, you know, he gets a second uh, crack at the apple, if you will. (laughs) And while she's talking and going back and forth with the judge, I mean, he's absolutely chewing his lips off, trying to, you know, waiting for Mm -hmm. his turn. I mean, the pearl clutching was, uh, you know, he he clutched so hard, they exploded in his hands. Mm -hmm. He was dying to talk. So then he did get his moment to speak. And he said... That perhaps this was just some really sloppy police work. Oh. And you could have heard a pin drop. That sucked every bit of air out of that room. Because there's and like four cops sitting behind us. That are the ones who solved this case and found those mm-hmm. kids. And I mean, you could absolutely hear the fury.
3: Oh yeah, you could just feel <laughs> the fire come up.
0: Yeah, that didn't go. That was... Or it was sloppy on the part of the lab or it was sloppy on the part of the prosecution, but somebody has done a sloppy job here. Well, it, I'm sorry prior to, uh, you know, have to point this out, but it was a real sloppy job considering what your clients did. Yeah. We're talking about dismembered children here. Yeah. And, uh, and otherwise, but you know, I mean, come on, man. Anyway. So, so that happened and we were all just, I think everyone just seriously tensed up and went,
1: oh, oh, only dared say that because he wasn't in the courtroom with the <laughs> detectives, right. the rest of us are like, holy <laughs> shit, these guys are going to explode.
0: Yeah. So, of course, lots of people were talking about who could that DNA belong to? Right. Could it be one of the Melanies? Could it be David Warwick? Could it be somebody else? We had our own little, uh, you know, theory. Could it be one of Chad's kids? Could it be? All right. We're going to go way down a rabbit hole for just a minute. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember, but we did an episode that got us in a ton of trouble (laughs) with people that I don't know why they were very mad. Uh, But, uh, and, and the episode was called, Could Chad and Lori Have a Seventh Victim? And we were talking about a man who was their neighbor. He was a cattle rancher he was supposedly he and his wife were acolytes of chad's and he died from a pulmonary embolism exactly one week after jj died he died the same way tammy died and there has been speculation out in salem out where those guys live not from us. This was fed to us from a source, but mm-hmm. uh, that uh, there had been speculation. And then I spoke to some friends that we have that live out there who uh, verified that. Oh yeah, everyone's saying this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That they wondered if Chad actually and Chad and Lori had perhaps killed this gentleman because he died the same way, but because he because he was a rancher and a farmer. He walked the, the irrigation canals. There's all these little ditches and canals out there across all the property lines that uh, feed their livestock and feed their, you know, their uh, crops and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that he was really well known for walking all of those irrigation ditch banks every day to make sure there was nothing in there that could be damaging to his livestock or to his Because he raises Wagyu beef. right? Yeah, like super expensive beef. Yeah, And so there was some thought. He also had kind of been known for getting up in everybody's business. Mm -hmm. So there had been some talk that perhaps uh, he had somehow managed to get involved in this, see something he didn't need to see or whatnot. And is it possible at all that they had killed him? So that was something that had been, you know, that that people out there were talking about and were supposing and, and thinking about. Anyway. Whose DNA is it? We don't know. We don't know.
1: And maybe it'll come back with nothing. Likely,
0: Mm -hmm. or maybe it's not going to get tested at all. We'll tell you why. Yeah, uh, here in a second. But let's uh, let's keep moving along with our timeline. So after Pryor's Pryor's rebuttal, you know that basically it could be. He keeps insisting it is exculpatory. Mm
2: -hmm. It
0: isn't necessarily exculpatory. He's just being super dramatic. We don't know if it's exculpatory. The state's saying it's it's nothing so it's not exculpatory the judge is saying it could be either we don't know Mm -hmm. you you can keep saying it's exculpatory you can keep saying that it's not but we actually don't know nobody knows right so we should test it because we don't know but the state basically is saying we have no intention of testing it it's that's going to take six more weeks if we expedite it it's going to cost a fortune for something that the you know the uh lab themselves is saying is likely very likely to not uh, bear any fruit so we don't mm-hmm. want to do it so then the judge uh you know that's when archibald gets another chance to speak and he talks about the speedy trial stuff and how he uh essentially is you know bending Lori, begging Lori on bended knee to uh <laughs> you know waive her right to a speedy trial and that she's absolutely refusing to do that but he also thinks that the evidence should be tested so then mm-hmm. the judge says that he's ready to make, uh, he he's, wants to make some bench rulings today, but he needs a 20 minute break to kind of get his thoughts together. So they go on a 20 minute break. They lead Lori back out of the courtroom for that break. And she bounces out of there with the biggest grin on her face. Like she
1: is loving this. Yeah. Loving it.
0: It's all about yeah. her.
1: This is all about her. And she knows it.
0: Well, and she's there. Everybody wants her to do something. So she's refusing to do it. And oh, my God, Well, you know,
1: she's the wrench in the gears. If she would just agree to waive her um, right to speedy trial, that would solve all of this. Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: But not not happening.
1: Nope.
0: Uh, So we're on a 20 minute break. Uh, (laughs) Prosecutor Wood looks like he has aged 10 years. Yeah, he looks
1: terrible. Well,
0: no. No, he does not. So the prosecution Mm kind of just convenes in their own little, uh, you know, huddle to talk about all of this. And, uh, you know, Lori is out and everyone's just kind of hanging out. So finally, the break ends. We come back to uh, order. And the judge rambles for quite a long time about the motion to compel, the motion to sever, the motion to dismiss.
1: You know, basically, you know. When you like a a good show on the History Channel and after every break they have to recap the whole show leading (laughs) up to this section, that's what the judge did forever.
0: And we finally, you know, yes, okay, the motion to compel is settled. Okay, the motion to dismiss, we're not going to dismiss. Uh, The motion to sanction, we're not going to sanction. The motion to drop the death penalty, we're not doing that either. Now on the motion to compel. So then he talks for a billion years about how, uh, you know, he really doesn't want to do this. He thinks that the motion to to uh, the or that the cases were joined correctly and should stay joined, and you know, for in the state of uh, for for the economy of the cases and for all these reasons, this is all the reasons that the sh- cases should stay joined. But everyone in the room was like, "Dude, you know you're gonna do it." You know you're going to, he has no choice at this point. He has no choice no. because if he doesn't, somebody's rights are getting violated. Mm-hmm. He's either going to violate Chad's or he's violating Lori's. Either way, Lori's rights are getting violated mm-hmm. actually. But uh her lawyer says they don't care. So that may come back to bite him later and maybe it won't. I mean, it still could be a reason for them to come back and appeal later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh Anyway, so after a lot of him hawing around and justification, he finally says, yes, we are going to sever because of the DNA and the timeline situation that we have yep. to do that. Here's what he doesn't do. He does not tell the prosecution that they have to test that DNA. He tells Chad's camp that they're more than welcome to do it. Yeah. I don't think that's
1: what they wanted to hear. No, 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 no. They wanted the judge to tell the prosecution that they had to do it. Lord, er, so far, he prior has managed to just you know ride on the coattails of the prosecution and get this information without having to pay for it,
0: right? And he keeps saying, I need time for my experts to retest this, and we're all going, Bro, you know, you're not going to do it, you can't afford There's to do no it. There's no money yeah you're not gonna have all this dna retested and everybody knows it and he was doing that whole uh you know it's just a lot of grandstanding and he was doing that today well i need my expert to retest it <laughs> dude you've got a high-tech lab over here doing this saying this telling you this is the only uh solution or remedy here yeah. and it's going to be super expensive and time consuming and here you are going to uh you're going to be the guy that's on the, the line for it i think it's going to be interesting down the road when he never does shit with this dna besides his little expert witness over at boise state university that's chiming in on it mm-hmm. i still don't think it's is ever he gonna really going to
1: pay for that dna um the dna genealogical research <sighs> that's spendy stuff yep well, Maybe. one of the one of the things that the prosecutor had said before that they were irritated with is that Pryor let them do it all, and then he was mad that they didn't do it fast enough, but that there was plenty of evidence sitting around that Pryor could have picked up and, and done his own stuff with, and he mm-hmm. never did. Yeah. And I, I think that's valid. It was kind of subtle, but it came across that, like, hey... He's just expecting us to do his work. And there's only so much that we actually have to do. And
0: he's been expecting that all along. Every time they turn over these, you know, bazillions of terabytes of information to him. And he says, well, I just want to know exactly what you're going to use at trial. And they're like, dude, we don't have to tell you that.
2: We just have to tell you here's here's all all the evidence evidence. we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't want to have to go through all of this. I just want to know exactly what you're going to use. And they're like, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, is that dirty pool or isn't it? I don't know. But ultimately, he has all along expected the prosecution to do his job for him. And they've said that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the electronic devices that were seized from Chad's house when the FBI searched his house way before they found the kids, six months before they found the kids. Yeah, in January Chad's of house,
1: 2020.
0: Yeah, this is when his daughter was sitting outside making faces at uh, the FBI and the news crew and everybody was so up in arms. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they seized a ton of electronic devices and paperwork and other things at that point. Mm-hmm. He has never, ever, at all in this last two and a half years, asked to examine or see any of that stuff. Yeah. He has never come up to the prosecutor's office and asked to examine the evidence. He's never looked at a bit of it. All mm-hmm. he's looked at is just what's being given to him on these bazillions of terabytes of. Uh, that are summaries. Uh, yeah, and flash drives and whatnot. That's what the prosecution, they're like, he has not done a single thing to view the evidence. And he's up in here yelling that we aren't doing our jobs. Well, wh- what is he doing exactly? And then he's mm-hmm. yelling that he doesn't have enough time. And they're like, how much time is he gonna need exactly? Yeah. It's interesting, for sure. Now, the defense,
1: or or Lori's camp also has not viewed any of that stuff. But it's quite possible they haven't because they've read the summaries. And there's not shit in there that has Mm -hmm. any bearing on this case at all. Mm -hmm. Or they've read the summaries and found the things that did. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all there. Mm -hmm. It is. That's the thing. And for the most part, the main thing he was pissed about were all those tips. where they are summarized? It's very clear which ones, you know, came out with anything to write home about, which ones didn't. And the the electronics basically didn't have anything. Yeah. It was electronics that belonged to family members. So Chad's kids
0: stuff. Right. Now, Chad's probably did. I mean, they found a whole bunch of burner phones. Right. And Lori had been using a bunch of burner phones, but even those. Mm -hmm. Has Pryor come and examined those? No. Mm -hmm. Has he come and looked through those? Opened them up? Turned him on? Nope. He hasn't done any of those things. Mm -hmm. So, then uh, at the conclusion, this is where things got super interesting and tense there again Mm -hmm. for a moment. So, the state he asked if anyone had any questions about his rulings and basically, you know, Pryor looked like the cat that ate the canary man. He was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: proud of himself, bro. And you know, getting the sever. This is the third time he's applied for a sever. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been saying all along that he had to have a sever, so he's thrilled. He's got it. The mm-hmm. judge said that he doesn't think they can get back into the Ada County Courthouse for another trial until the end of the year. Yep. Which he didn't even want to go to trial prior. The last time he asked for a continuance, he wanted to continue for another year, for eight to April twenty twenty four, and he just may get that at this point. So, I mean, I don't know how much Chad, Chad likes hot pockets, but uh, holy shit, quite a lot. He's going to sit in jail for four years before he makes it to trial because his attorney's not ready. It's right. insane. But anyway, I digress. Uh, they he, Then, of course, he asked uh, Mr. Archibald if he had any questions. He really didn't. He asked the prosecution if they had any questions. And they said, we don't have any questions really, but we do have a request. They said, we want... They said it concerns us, essentially what they said is it concerns them that Lori's camp is not interested in that DNA and that they would like them to go on record saying that they are completely comfortable with not having that DNA because we're going to trial in four weeks and we're not going to have it and we want you guys to say it out loud. You're cool with it. You're not going to bother with it. Nay, (laughs) nay. Archibald said, yeah, we're not agreeing to any of that.
1: Yeah. And it was said with a lot of venom. Like, it was, yeah. He said, Your Honor, we are not answering that. But it was nasty. It was, Mm -hmm. the thing is, they have the right to that evidence, whether they say in court they want it or not. Yeah. They have the right to it. And my sense of Archibald is that he does a lot of, he's, he doesn't say a lot. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of observing. He does a lot of listening and following what other people are doing and saying. And he's just not ready to count anything out at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I who knows? So too. Maybe they'll convince Lori to waive speedy trial and both of these trials will get pushed back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was not ready to commit to anything. No. So let's
0: talk a little bit about what, what does it mean? What will it mean for these cases? I mean, on one hand, Christy, you said it best, Uh, we were talking about how prior, you know, has has seemed to really not know how to uh, defend a death penalty case. He hasn't done it before that we can tell, and he's not death penalty certified, and now I said, you know, Mr. Doesn't have time for this. We'll probably spend every day with his butt in the seat at Laurie's trial, keeping an eye on all of this. <laughs> Christy said, yeah, he just got his, uh, he's, he's now gets to go to death penalty school uh, on a full ride scholarship.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he gets to watch this entire thing play out
0: mm-hmm.
1: before he does the trial himself. Yeah
0: so that he will know exactly what evidence they're going to use, because the state said over and over again, it's the same evidence. It's basically right. the same case for both of them. Now, I, I mean, they may be... The witnesses they call could be a little different in things, depending on who's uh, who they're trying. But I mean, essentially, it's the same evidence for both cases. Mm-hmm. So that's one interesting thing, is that he's going to get to keep an eye on all of this and really know what's up. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see, I mean, for all of us, I mean, they've tried so hard the last while, especially to protect the public, protect the public from all of the evidence.
1: The jury pool, yeah.
0: To protect the jury pool. Well, now all of the evidence will be made public. It will all be out there. And that's going to make an interesting, uh, it makes me wonder if Chad, if his case will actually be tried in Ada County. Or if they'll have to go somewhere else, will they have to go to? I don't know. Coeur d'Alene? They're a little know. busy with Brian Koberger at the point. At this point, uh, <laughs> I mean, are they going to have to go somewhere else because uh, they've now worn out the Treasure Valley? I don't know. I think that's going to be interesting to see.
1: Well, it's going to definitely mean that we're not going to see cameras back in that courtroom for Lori's trial oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because they've got a second jury to protect mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, that will definitely not be.
0: No.
1: Mm
0: -mm. Uh, I don't know. I had a good thought that's gone.
1: (laughs) Well, just, you know, with Lori, so far, what we know, Mm -hmm. and this could be not true. It could be that this evidence does exist, but we've never seen it. the, The evidence against Lori is more about proving the conspiracy than the murder because mm-hmm. as we understand it, there isn't really any evidence there to say that she was present when the kids were killed or when they were disposed of. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a totally different thing when they're sitting next to each other, you know, not next mm-hmm. to each other, you know, but when they're in the trial together mm-hmm. versus when she's in her trial and her attorney is pointing the finger at Chad the whole time. It's going right. to change the way things go.
0: Oh, definitely. Now the docket said, uh, the docket on Twitter said that a couple of hearings back that Rob had said in a hearing that they do have substantial proof that Lori participated in killing the kids.
1: I We know. just they...
0: don't know what that proof is because Lori didn't have a preliminary. Right. With Chad, we at least knew that they had all of this digital evidence against Chad and Alex, you know, I mean, that's how they found the kids was by pinging Alex's phone to the exact location and all of that stuff. But, and and we're assuming they have all those things for Lori too, but we have no idea because there was no preliminary. So we don't know a lot of what they know about Lori, but Mm -hmm. it's true. Pleading the, or proving the conspiracy will probably be much easier than proving the murders. Some of you are wondering, uh, a couple of things about lori will she waive her right to a speedy trial now and ask chat to join chat or do we think she will plead? i don't think she's doing either of those things no she marched out of that ground. courtroom today tossing her hair big grin on her face oh no she's in the heights of her lori right she's now. she's loving this
1: this mm-hmm. is all she's created all this attention around herself she's mm-hmm. creating all this chaos mm-hmm she's loving it every she's second got of her life. lawyers literally
0: just begging her to do some things mm-hmm. so she's not doing them and playing cat and mouse with them yep she's loving every second of it she's, she will was not say. sad
1: or no. upset in any way oh no when he severed those trials nope
0: not she at all she was just happy she was as happy as she was when she walked in they didn't phase mm-hmm. her nope. uh some uh, i will tell you guys i think that she truly believes that she's going home Oh yeah. I I really believe that she thinks that she's going to, once this trial's done and she gets out of here, she's thinking by the end of uh, June, or first part of June, by the time this trial's all over with, that she's going to march out of there a free woman. I really do.
1: She really thinks that she's going to be honorated. Mm -hmm. That's pretty clear. Mm
0: -hmm. That's why she's not waiving her right to a speedy trial. She's ready to be out of jail. I mean, she's been in jail for three years, more than three years now. Uh, she's ready to be done. She wants to be out of jail. And I really do believe that she thinks that she's going to go home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How she did she respond when the judge that
0: it was all. severed? She didn't respond at all. She, mm-hmm. well, she was nodding. She was mm-hmm. nodding. She did a lot of nodding along with the judge today or shaking her head if she didn't like something or didn't agree with something he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of writing in her notebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of writing down in her notebook and showing it to, uh attorney yeah. i wonder what she says if someone asks her where her kids are good question because the last time we were in court at one point the prosecutor said something about in a case where children have been murdered and she had been writing in her notebook and her head snapped up like somebody had just said the most obscene thing and she stared at the prosecutor and i thought she acted like that was a shock to her They mm-hmm. and they didn't say Lori's kids they just said in a case where children have been murdered it was a very weird response. It was I then yeah. she not know or remember like, what is going on? I don't think she's getting off Stella. I don't, no, I feel I mean, like these guys were not smart criminals at all
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they have so much digital evidence and it'll be the digital evidence that gets her in the end. And mm-hmm. maybe the DNA evidence too. We, God forbid, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we
1: don't know. No, she's not getting off, but uh, you know, I don't know if they really have her on Tammy. I'll just be honest with you about that. Unless they've got some really compelling communication between her and Chad and her and Alex. I don't know if they're going to get her on Tammy. But Mm. I really honestly believe they will get her on her children. What Mm. possible explanation could she have when Tylee went missing? She didn't call the police? Wonder what was happening to them? then JJ disappears and she runs off with her boyfriend. She knew, Mm -hmm. she knew it's clear. She knew. Yeah. Yep. And
0: yes, she still has the fraud charges. She still has uh, Mm -hmm. some pending charges in Arizona. If uh, she's not convicted here. Um, And and I agree with you, Stella, the way this case is being handled is worrisome. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It's frustrating. It's stupid. Lori's not getting off. No, no, even if all they are going to get court. the death penalty, I highly doubt no, it. No, I don't see that at all. No, but is she going to spend the rest of her life in prison? Yeah, she yeah, is. I I still
1: really believe that too.
0: Honestly, I think her attorney thinks that because he has talked a whole lot about penalty phase. He has filed mm. things that the judge is like, we don't really need that until penalty phase.
2: He He's has really said himself.
0: Weird. Yeah, he has said himself that if we go clear to trial on a death penalty case, we have already lost.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I I think that he knows that. I feel like her attorneys are just doing the best they can with the hand they've been dealt with here and Mm -hmm. the amount of evidence they've been dealt with here and with a very unreasonable and unrealistic person and that they are just doing the best they can to deal with her and get
1: through this. That's my Mm -hmm. opinion. And they're going to use her mental health in the penalty phase. Mm Mm-hmm as a mitigating factor. yeah. If to, she'll let them,
0: I mean, she is not allowing them to use her, her. Well, they've uh, already, health. they've already
1: filed that they will be doing that. So I think. Oh, in to, penalty phase. In That's penalty right. phase. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be a mitigating factor that will keep her from getting the death penalty, but mm-hmm. to keep her from going to prison for the rest of her life. I don't think so. No.
0: No, you can imagine that little Marky means is popping off on Twitter. like You cannot believe today. He even Uh, made a comment about himself being illegally removed from the case.
1: Oh, for hell's sake, illegally (laughs) removed. Are you kidding me means
0: or inappropriately removed or something along those lines? Yeah, that's
1: insane. Yeah.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's pretty much what's up when uh, court was dismissed. The prosecutor, uh, first Rob Wood and then uh, Prosecutor Smith followed him. They headed straight to the back of the room to talk to the police officers. Yeah. Everybody was shook, mm-hmm. everyone was just shaken and pale. <sighs> Alex verdict is in? Linda, what? Whoa. Oh my God. That well, was that's so not a hung jury
1: because they won't a allow hungry. a hung jury that quickly. Nope. wow oh we will keep an eye on let me let let me do a little look in here i'll just pull something up do a little research
0: holy crap that's amazing in case you're wondering we're talking about linda thank you we're talking about uh alec murdoch murdoch um they were supposed to deliberate until 10 tonight so it would be seven o'clock there uh they've only been deliberating i think for about three four hours yeah wow that, to me, does not speak of good news to uh, the defense. Yeah. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch any of it today for obvious reasons, but I had read from several other people that I trust in this case that the defense, their clothes, absolutely knocked it out of the park.
1: Good. Yeah, this news just came out eight minutes ago. The, the jury's back. Yeah. I'll keep
0: Holy moly updates here. Oh fingers and toes crossed. Now with Alec we know if they don't convict him on this, they still have 700 years worth of convictions to go for in all of the financial crimes. but uh Whew. yeah, the defense was a mess that rambled on the prosecution had a great rebuttal. Yes, that's what I read too Janet that they were amazing. It wasn't uh, Waters today. It was someone else, which I thought was really smart. We've already heard from Waters. So we heard from someone else today that it sounds like that he killed it. I want to go watch it, but I haven't had time. I was very worried about a hung jury, too. Janet, really worried. Just because of all the gaslighting, it was pretty thick. but Yeah. And the evidence is circumstantial, but it's a damn strong circumstantial case. And I thought that the prosecution did a really good job. Yeah. But now I'm dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> Crazy. So uh, while we wait for that, back to Daybell Vallow. So this is what we know. I mean, this is what we know. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. We're going to see a lot of things change. Daybell Vallo will be gone. They will be back in court on the ninth. Uh, I think probably just Vallo at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. We know, you know, that her attorney has said that he's going to be filing some protests to uh, some of that evidence. So we'll yeah, see. I yeah, yeah, a
1: motion to eliminate to to um, strike exclude. that stuff that yeah. was returned in late. Yep, So
0: we'll see. Oh, yeah, they did remove a juror this morning too yep they removed a juror because the judge had received word that she was talking to people about the case yep they removed her from the courtroom and she said she still needed her purse and her jacket and her eggs <laughs> it turned out uh somebody brought her a dozen eggs and they were under her chair so they had to go back in to get all of her stuff yeah Yeah. Yes. bell has gone on way too long. It's sloppy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're very over it.
1: Very much so. And I, but I, I still am pretty horrified. I, I have to say I'm pretty horrified that the prosecutors didn't want to process that DNA all the way out as far as it would go. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Like, why would you not want to know for sure? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Truly, is it just because it's going to make your life more complicated? Cause that's really
1: concerning. Well, they're terrified because what if there is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, what if this muddies the waters with somebody else's DNA?
0: complicate literally everything
1: yeah and and right cranky it very well could be a nothing burger it really could oh yeah um but why not just be sure you know why not be sure
0: totally totally i would hope okay so i just tuned into a feed from uh law and crime and looks like the courtroom is not back in session yet yeah no they're not quite
1: there but yeah it's
0: very likely it's a nothing burger actually but yeah the fact that we just don't know that's still just really problematic so i don't know but i the thing that really struck me today was how uh animated Lori was and how uh the way she kept nodding at the judge and shaking her head at the judge and stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's that's new ish Mm -hmm. that's that's new um writing stuff down and writing in her notebook is not new and gesturing and whispering and stuff to her attorney—that's not new. But all of the nodding and head shaking was new. Yeah. Um, Chad, of course, uh, sat on the uh, Skype in a room over at the jail, across the parking lot from the uh, courthouse, just looking like a you know resting toad face. Chad—he just sat there the whole time and didn't move a muscle per normal. But uh, you have to know—I mean, by the time that was over. Pryor probably got off of that Skype and did a little jig, you know. He probably screamed and yelled, and he's been trying to get this for two years. Ever since these cases were joined. He didn't want to join in the first place. He argued against it. This is the third time he's filed for a sever. I mean, he's got to be absolutely over the moon. Yeah. So, yes, Pryor, if he wants it tested, he's got to test it. Now, does that mean that this is over? Not at all. It's still super possible. Oh, we're back in court. Should we stream this? Can we?
1: Should we just throw up on crime here? here I'm going to bring it on right now because okay. they're, they're about to read their verdict. Okay, here's law and crime. Let's hear what the judge has to say here.
0: Can you make that bigger? Can you expand your screen? There we go. I'm going to pull myself off.
2: Thank you. I'm Madam Ford, if you'll stand for me. Uh, have you reached a verdict?
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir we have.
2: Is it it's unanimous?
1: Yes, sir, it is.
2: All right, if you will pass it up to the clerk who will pass it to me. And you may be seated. Then it will rise. Madam Clerk, you may publish the verdict starting with the back, not with the let's see. I'll tell you again. Starting with the back, flipping them over one by one.
3: State of South Carolina versus. Okay. Docket number 2022, GS 1500592, the state of South Carolina, County of Colleton, in the Court of General Sessions, in the term of 2022, July, the state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant, indictment for murder. SC code 16-3-0010, CDR code 0116. Okay. Guilty verdict. Signed by the forelady lady, 3 Docket number 2022-GS-15-00593 the State of South Carolina, County of Colleton, in the Court of General Sessions, the July term of 2022, the State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant, indictment for murder, SC code 16-3-0010, CDR code 0116, verdict guilty, signed by the four lady, date 3-2-23. Docket number 2022-GS15-00595, the State of South Carolina, County of Colleton, Court of General Sessions, July Term 2022, the State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. SC Code 16-23-0490. CDR code 0549, verdict guilty, signed by the four person of the jury, date 3223. Docket number 2022 GS 15 00594, the state of South Carolina, County of Colleton, Court of General Sessions, July term 2022. The state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. SC code 16 23 0490. CDR code 0549. Verdict guilty. Signed by the four person of the jury. 3223.
2: Thank you. Um. Madam Forelady and members of the jury, if that is a verdict of each and every juror, please let it be known by raising your right hands. All right, thank you. Any individual polling requested? We do not. Right, Madam Clerk, you'll need to individually poll the jury according to their jury juror numbers. Number
3: 193, was this your verdict? Yes, sir. is it still your verdict yes juror two two I'm sorry juror two five four yes. is this your verdict yes is it still your verdict yes juror mm-hmm. three two six was this your verdict yes is it still your verdict yes juror six juror five three zero was this your verdict yes is this your verdict yes juror five four four.
2: Was this your
1: verdict? Yes. Yeah. Is it still your verdict? We're muted. Here. Well. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Justice in this world, my friends. This there gives me so
0: much hope for Day Vallo. Right. Wow. I know. It's like,
1: this is a good omen.
0: That was so quick.
1: Wow. Two hours and fifty minutes.
0: I'm so proud of this jury. I was so scared that after all of that bullshit from him, that some of them might have fallen for it. They didn't. No. They didn't. I'm so proud of the prosecution too. My god, they did a good job. They did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have stars good. It's such a hard thing with Buster because buster has got a very seedy past of his own but this is who raised him right and it appeared to me that part way through this trial it finally occurred to him that maybe his dad really did do
1: this yeah you really started seeing a very different look on his face a mm-hmm. different demeanor i feel really bad for him his dad destroyed his entire family right He's the only one what left. does
0: buster do now yeah yeah, yeah. But there's still some investigations into Stephen Smith because there's right. there was a death that Buster was associated with. Right. And there's still some looking into that. We still need justice for Gloria and Stephen Smith. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But I am wow. very happy for Maggie and Paul and Maggie's family. Yes. Because they've known course they've known. Yep. Whew.
0: I don't even know what to well, say. Yes, I'm so Mallory too. Today. Right, today. Janet, right, and Mallory. Mallory Beach. Yeah, Definitely. Mallory Beach. Yeah, there's what justice will there be for Mallory? The person that killed her is dead.
1: Right. Which is I don't know. Wow. Uh you, you want to know what a family annihilator looks like? Yep. That's one right there. He didn't kill his family, but he certainly, well, he killed most of his family. Yeah. But he certainly knew how to destroy everything around him. Buster's just lucky he wasn't home or he'd be dead too. Right? If he'd been there? Yeah. been him
0: too. Yep. Yes. Hooray for the jury system. 12 civilians, good and true. Absolutely. Yeah. Fran, interesting that they let that juror go this morning and we came through this so quickly. I wonder what side of the fence she would have stood on. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Well, oh clearly that they, they didn't really have much question. I mean a well, quick deliberation like that. They must not have because we didn't
0: hear a single thing about them calling in any uh
1: any requests asking any
0: requests, yeah, from the judge yeah. to re see any evidence or anything. Whew, wow. Yeah. What a day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well uh, are we done? <laughs> if, if we we're done. We've got to go take a rest because we still have the psychic hour for those of you that attend that later tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. <laughs> My brain am, is
0: tired. I am stunned. I am so stunned. I'm so excited and happy that this is, that justice is being served in this. But now we will get to go through the additional belligerent turd circus uh, with this case of the sentencing phase. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, be a lot of your honor. He's just a simple southern man.
0: <laughs> old country boy. You're going to hear a bunch mm-hmm. of that bullshit, but you know,
1: mm-hmm. whatever.
0: It doesn't matter. He's guilty. He's yeah. going away forever. This is justice for Paul and Maggie. Yeah. And for Maggie's family.
1: Yeah. For yep. Her family, that her sister, her si- that sister that heartbreaking Ugh. and for
0: buster whether he knows it or not
1: right and for buster well I mean you, I think you're right that he it finally had dawned on him that yeah he he did this there were some pictures of him partway through you know when
0: he testified he was pretty arrogant and it seemed to me that he really did not he was still drinking dad's kool-aid you know but then when the defense got a hold of this case and or sorry the prosecution and really started laying out their case and when Alec got on the stand and started doing all of his bullshit, I think it finally started to occur to Buster that what he's saying isn't true at all and is not tracking for me. I feel like his dad getting on the stand is the thing that sealed the deal for him, that mm-hmm. his dad was guilty.
1: Well, he knows him. He knows mm-hmm. him. bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yep. He's seen just as much of it as anybody else. So, yep. All righty. Well, there we go. All righty, guys. Well, uh, we'll be back. If not, we'll be back next week, one way or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see you soon uh, with more, more of this jazz. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, you guys, for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Prime Squad. Bye, everybody.